The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Happy Monday, assuming you're listening to this on a Monday, because that's when our episodes first debut, but also happy day, whatever day it is. I hope it's a happy one. I'm Zuri Hall. This is Hot Happy Mess, and August is off to an amazing start, so there's that. Quick life update. Lola is pooping everywhere and on all the things. Um, crate training is kind of going well. I think she's made so much progress for like a day or two straight. She waits. She can hold it for like hours. And then she waits to go outside. And then other days she's like, you know what? I think I'm going to poop in this crate. It's been 30 minutes. This feels right. So I'm about to bring in a dog whisperer to help me get it together and help Lola get it together so that I don't lose my mind. And I have fallen apart when it comes to my Invisalign. I haven't put my trays in in weeks. My orthodontist is probably really disappointed in me, but she's so nice. So she's pretending like she's not, I think. Um, so we had to do a scan to get new trays. I only give you that update because episode one, we went into the whole brace gate saga. So I felt like you deserve to know that that is the mess of my life right now. Quite literally puppy mess. And also my teeth aren't shifting because I keep losing my trays. All right. In today's episode, we are talking about one of my newer obsessions, something I'm really into. I love personality tests. I love learning about personality types. I love the context it gives into myself and to the people that I love and care about, sometimes into the people that I don't like, to be quite frank. Enneagrams. The Enneagram um, is something that I, if that's the way you say it, is it the Enneagram? Sorry, guys. Enneagrams are something that I first discovered, I would say probably three years ago now. And it's just a really fascinating personality test that I took and it felt very spot on. And because of that, I've used it to help me navigate relationships and friendships um, since then. And it has proven to be 
Spot on. It's a nine-sided figure that's used in a particular system of analysis to represent the spectrum of possible personality types. So when you look it up online, kind of, you know, how someone might explain what the purpose of the Enneagram is, um, it, it, like I said, is this idea that everyone belongs to one of nine major personality types. And the purpose is not to put you into to a box, but to help you identify both the strengths and the limitations of a preferred strategy uh, so you can get some guidance on how you can develop more capacity beyond it. Um, so it's really helped me. I think it'll help you. So I'm going to share that today with you. We're diving into how your Enneagram type might influence your emotions, your attitudes, your behavior, what you're like at your best, your quote unquote healthiest, and what you're like at your worst who you're most compatible with, what to do with someone that you might not technically be the most compatible with. It's really fun. It's super fascinating. And I know you're going to love it. So here we go. Enneagrams. All right, you guys get excited when I tell you, y'all know I love the Enneagram. I am absolutely obsessed. Once I discovered it, I just dove headfirst into all things Enneagram, and I became a fan very quickly of today's guest's podcast. Her name is Krista Hardin. She's rooted in almost two decades of experience counseling and coaching couples using top marriage research, and on top of her expert marriage advice, Krista hosts the weekly Enneagram and marriage podcast, which I love, and she has developed 45 Enneagram glow guides for each and every couple pairing. So who Whoever you're thinking about right now, yes, there is a pairing for the two of you. Krista uses the Enneagram and other great marriage tools to add in another layer of understanding and to give us deeper insight into how we connect with one another and to glow brightly together in the world. Krista, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so well. As as you just heard, <laughs> I am a fan. I, I've been listening um, off and on to your podcast for a while now. I first discovered the Enneagram um, probably a couple of years ago now, maybe two, three years ago, and was absolutely fascinated by just how spot on, how spot on it was. And I particularly love you operating in the intersection of the Enneagram and couples counseling and marriage and how that can work work for us. So I'd love if we could just kick things off by you telling a little bit of your story. How did you discover the Enneagram and why did you decide to integrate it into your counseling? Oh, well, that's a great question. What happened was I had loved all like Myers-Briggs. I know you love that too. And there's just so many fun personality tests out there. So I had, of course, tried them all and worked in assessments and just done these huge batteries on people. And it would take hours for us to come up with the same information that later I found out I could get from this new test called the Enneagram. And it took a friend who is a really deep therapist, actually type four, which we'll talk about a little bit in a minute, but she said, give it another look because this goes so much deeper than you realize at first. So when she said that and I knew how she was such a quality therapist, I did. And I have not looked away since 
because what it did for my marriage was amazing. It gave us permission to really stop judging each other, which I think you do in marriage after a while. Yeah. Or in the beginning, honestly, I'm, <laughs> I look at some of my married friends, me in a long-term relationship, and it's like, it's so easy to be like, oh my God, why are you like that? Or why don't you just do it this way? And I can't wait to talk about this a little later in the convo, but I have been able to extend so much more grace to my partner and vice versa when we realize they are who they are and this is what that means and this is how you work with it. So it's less about why are you like this and more like, okay, you're like this and this is why. <laughs> That's a really great okay way of saying that. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is our wellness series. Uh, so before we dive into the nitty gritty of Enneagram, I'd love to get your definition on wellness. From a holistic approach, what does wellness mean to you? I think it means that you are healthy spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And that's a really big spectrum for people because we all have different levels of energy and different things going on in our bodies. But when you know you're at your best, that's wellness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is what we are all about here on Hot Happy Mess. Um, so in this wellness series, I am a big advocate for these sorts of personality tests. I think a lot of people have fun just taking them, learning more about themselves and the people that they love. But I think it also helps with wellness because the more we understand ourselves and the people we care about, the easier it becomes to navigate those relationships and the relationship with ourself. Um, so if you could just break down for the newbies, uh, what is the idiom? Who made it? How did we get here? Tell us all the things. Okay. Well, I love the story of how it began because it's so mystical and it just makes you understand that it takes a lot of good people to do something really spectacular and we need each other. And that's actually sometimes a blind spot for a lot of people, but it's a really cool story that people have been studying sacred geometry, which the Enneagram was founded off since, of course, ancient times. And then people have been and building on it ever since. So we had a couple of psychologists, psychiatrists, we had people in the Desert Fathers time, we had Jesuits looking at it into the 1980s. You could go all the way back to Hippocrates pre-BC for temperament types. So it's so fun when you think about ancient to now, this test has had so many hands in it and that's why it goes to such depths. So what you get out of it is a mathematically accurate and scientific as well as emotionally deep way to describe everybody through nine personality types. And they all have a name and they all have areas of strength and giftings. And then they all have these shadow sides and these trances that we can get caught in. And once you find your type, it's like somebody's reading your mail, right? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you discovered that was my type. I, mm -hmm. um, I, that is the perfect breakdown. I'm, I have so many more questions now, just personally. When you, when you said tree, that stood out to me because I immediately envisioned, I don't know the proper phrasing, but the, the chart, the Enneagram chart, right? And, and those foils, the, the one, the three, the, I'm not going to ruin it. I want the expert to talk about it. Break it down for us, Krista. What is, what is that, um, that sacred geometry that you speak of and, and sort of uh, if you could speak to 
that chart and how it exists for someone who maybe hasn't seen it yet. And for all of you listening, I would highly recommend if you haven't seen the Enneagram chart to maybe go Google it so that you can get a visual reference for what we're talking about. Yes. Well, what's fun is there's laws of one and three as kind of some of the major components in it. So you see one big circle and you need to actually think of it as a sphere. Of course, when we see a drawing, it's not going to be as three dimensional, but once you start learning that there's usually those three forces to balance the world, like I was even saying earlier when you asked about wellness, when we're balancing our minds, hearts, and our bodies, we're doing better. So the Enneagram has this circular chart, but inside of it are different points uh, one through nine to talk about those personality types I mentioned, but there's ways of connecting all of those points as well. Little triangles that say, now if you put three, these three types together, you're going to find these people are the pragmatists. If you put these three types together, these are the idealists. These three are the head types. These three are the heart types. These, It's so fun to see all the different layers. And that's why I love to think of it as almost a sphere or a mirror ball with all these different angles. I love that. Uh, break down for us the the nine types in a, a very truncated version, obviously. I mean, we could talk about this for days. Um, but for the newbies, nine types, what are they? And and then I want to get into what your type is. We could talk about my type. I yes, I can't wait to talk about your type. <laughs> such a nerd. Yes, we do. So, okay. So listen for your type while I'm telling them. And when you feel like somebody's reading your mail, of course, like I said, that's probably you. But also be open to the fact that you probably relate to more than one type. So try to listen for the one, even if you want, take a pencil and write it down so you don't forget. But type one is the perfectionist reformer. This person is so good. They truly have the gift of goodness. They have the gift of order and they're very good at actually being fair. So if you have a situation and you want to know what to do that's best, they will put themselves out of the equation for a minute just to make sure it's fair. And that's a really cool thing about ones is they want what's right. They see error everywhere. But I'm constantly coaching couples and individuals who have this personality type that I just had a gentleman say tonight, I hate that this is my type. It's so hard because they see problems and we are kind of hardwired to see problems in the world. So everywhere they look, they're scanning for trouble. And that can really be hard on the relationship because the person's like, am I not good enough for you? So that's the one. But like I said, the gift is they truly know how to bring order. And then that's beautiful in the world. So the type two is somebody who has not just the heart of order. They have a bit of that, but they're mainly heart of love and givers. And so they're called the helper, the giver. And they really sometimes try to find their worth through that act of giving. And some people think, oh my gosh, like, a two is so um, prideful or they have to always be the one and that can be a two but really in their heart of hearts they're worried about being neglected so if you have that as your type you're like I just want to give so that I get love um, and of course you have to learn that Hey, there's other ways. And then three is somebody who loves to achieve and to perform. And they love actually for their people to do really good things. They're very relational. It's kind of the secret romantic of the whole Enneagram. And people are like, oh, no, they're harsh truth tellers. They have to be center stage. It's like, no, these people are deep and romantic. Thank you. Speak our truth. Because I'm a, C- I'm a three over here trying to keep quiet with a, a, a two wing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. 
So yeah, you guys long for a relationship more than any type I know. And you guys really do well when you learn to stay in a relationship and just to be. And that is, of course, so hard. All of our growth points are so hard for us. But that's a beautiful aspect of three is learning just I'm loved no matter what I'm doing. And then the four, which you have the four wing on the other side of you, uh, the fours are looking for uniqueness and originality in order to be significant and special. And sometimes they feel deficient, like there's some kind of like random flaw about me that makes me not special. And so sometimes they sabotage relationships. They do a push-pull. If you've ever been in a relationship out there and you're thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I do that. Or my partner is that push-pull. That's a four. Now, these guys are so amazing at going to the depths with people and they're melancholy and they're creative and they're beautiful and kind and they'll go with you into your pain. Type fives are the people who are researchers. They're observing everything. They're just in their heads at almost all points. And so getting them to go into their hearts can be very scary and overwhelming because they're like, I want to research. I want to dig. But being with people can make me feel very socially awkward or make me feel overly emotional and overwhelm me because at some point in their life, somebody probably overwhelmed them. So they're awesome people. People brag about being in a relationship with a five, but what they don't always share is that it's also hard because the five can't always give as much because they're a bit anxious about running out of energy. The six is the classic warrior. For those out there who are like, I'm neurotic, that is our six family. And you guys are so loyal and funny and friendly and witty and sarcastic and amazing troubleshooters. So you're the one who has the purse or uh, whatever on the plane and you've got everything you need and you're going to help everybody. And then when people don't do that back for you, you're like, oh my gosh, why am I the only one who cares? It's, <laughs> it's funny. It's witty, but like I said, um, of course, worrisome. So they have to really work on their courage. Type seven is so much fun, such a blast. But often we, my type, wear okay, ourselves out. <laughs> so we wear ourselves out gluttonously with whatever it is we're doing, whether it be food or drama or we're going to go jogging or we're in the bedroom or we're on a date. It's like we just want good experiences and we feel like, hey, the world hasn't taken up for me, so I better go get what I need to get done. I have so much joy, enthusiasm, encouragement for others, but sometimes we forget to take ourselves seriously and use some of our other access points to rest and to withdrawal. And that is a really good place for a seven to grow because they do have that joy, but it's like you got to pare it down. You got to save it for the whole day. Yeah. So eights are very powerful. Eights are the challengers out there, the defenders, the protectors, and they want to I be- I know a couple of eights. My dad's an eight amongst other people. <laughs> He's a fun eight. He's a lovable eight. He's getting soft in his old age, but they're tough. I love eights and they're so honest and fair-minded and they will tell you like it is. When you, they walk into a room, you feel their presence, don't you? Mm-hmm. So, it's so true. Oh, I love and sometimes it can be there are eights that I've met where it can be a little off-putting where I'm like, oh gosh, like are they are they friendly? Do they like me? Do they like us? Do they even want to be here? And it, they just really kind of like sit, tell it like it is, and they don't really you know hold any punches. But I respect that actually, absolutely. And I love to see a female eight out there too. And sometimes female eights are like, I don't want to mention that I'm a female eight because people will think I'm like something's wrong with me. It's like, no, that's amazing. You're so powerful. We need you. Pave the way, girls. So yeah. I love that, and I feel like the secret about the eights is that they're like a soft, squishy marshmallow on the inside, as you probably know from your dad. Huge, huge, huge hearts, right? Yep, yep. So, but they just have to pare down their presence. Like the seven has to pare down their activity. The eight has to kind of 
scale back a little if they're making everyone nervous, feeling like they're angry or something, they have to, oh no, I'm, yeah, this is just me, take it or leave it, but I'll scale back a bit. And then the nine is our last type, and that is our peacemaker. Nines are loving their comfort. They've often been raised in comfort, and they're just like so cozy. I have a nine daughter, and she's been like that since she was born. She's loved her soft items. She would play with her hair. It is so much fun to have somebody like that around, but when they're not feeling heard, it's really hard and sad because we all are like, oh, you're so peaceful. Like, I don't have to like do anything because you're just total peace. And then they're like, you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me. And in the relationship, they can feel like they take a backseat to that when they pair up sometimes with threes and eights and more powerful people. But when they come into their element, there's this fire. It's thought of sometimes as a great river with nines that it's like the torrent pours out and they're the strongest of all the types unbeknownst to us all. So really? Cool. Okay. Oh, that is, that's really interesting to know. I didn't realize that. I want to get into compatibility um, in just a bit, but before that, just briefly, if you could touch on wings, this is like Enneagram 101, so we don't have to get like super deep, but what's a wing? I have one. Mine is a two. So I, I very much resonate with the giver at the healthy and unhealthy levels, right? I've had to break out of giving, not to receive like, like an even exchange, but I love you. I'm showing it. I need to I need to hear that you appreciate it and you receive it and you love me back. And they're like, well, I didn't ask for that. And I'm like, oh, dagger to the heart. So I've worked on that. My mom is a pure too. So I certainly get a lot from her. Um, but there are a lot of really great qualities to that that I'm proud of. So the wings really fascinate me because even though I am a three through and through, I, I equally resonate with, with that too. So for those who don't know, what is a wing? Um, and do we all have them? Do only some people have them? Ooh, I love that question. And I think we can be simple and complex here because it's so simple to say. If you look at the Enneagram and you see the nine numbers going around, then the wings are the two types on either side. So if you were to re-listen to the explanation of them, you could listen for the types I mentioned before and after yours. We'll give you a resource afterwards too. But the point I'm making is if you are a four, you could be a three wing or a five wing. And then to just make it clear for those ones and nines, a one could have a nine wing and a two wing because that's where it ends and begins. And a nine could have a one wing or an eight wing. And so once you learn your wing, if you have one, then you kind of get to know that type and their issues too. For me, I'm a seven wing six and I lean on that six really hard too much sometimes as a crutch. Um, the other thing I want to quickly mention, this is the complexity, is I've learned that some of us have a much higher percentage of a wing. Somebody might even have a wing that's so flipping high that it's like 49% six and wow. 51% seven. Others are like, I'm a straight nine. I have no wing. And then for some, it's like a 10% or an even 50-50 is the goal. If you think of a bird, like, yeah, let's just even it out. Let's try to lean on both because the more we have access to, the better. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? 
like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. I'm just curious, and maybe you know the answer to this, maybe not, but I'm just thinking about it in this moment. Um... How does it work? Like, I know you broke it down um, sort of with the sacred geometry and going back to even ancient times and, and how we break down our personalities. I guess I'm, I don't even really know my question because I don't quite have the words to articulate it, but how does a type two giver transition immediately into an achiever? And like, why does that happen, right? Why does two transition into three? Why does six transition into seven or potentially into five? Are are there certain traits that um, sort of break down how this all is organized? Is it the head versus the heart, et cetera? Yes, it is a metaphor. All theories break down at some point. But what I really like about this theory is the metaphor is your choice. Some people like for that question you asked, like a tree as a metaphor. So you could say, wow, okay, we see seeds being planted as a one. And then we see the nurturing going on with type two. And now we see the flowering and the glory of the three. And so you can see the fluidity of then the falling as the four and the burial as the five. And that's kind of the darkest point of the Enneagram where you have this melancholy person and this observer. So that's an interesting parallel we can take and we could keep going with that. But I really do like how you also said, is it about head, heart, and body? Because it is. And the two, three, and four are the three heart types. And so when you are saying, hey, I'm a three wing two, what I know is that Zuri has a huge heart. <laughs> See, thank you, Krista. If you could just say it louder for the people in the back, mostly my brothers and on occasion, my partner. I'm like, you let them tell it. I am just like, so go, go, go. And in my head, and I don't feel like I am like, I am I have the biggest, like, I just want to love and be loved. I might show it differently, but I swear I just want the best for everyone around me, especially the people I care about. 
Yes, and I am going to shout it from the rooftops. She is amazing, you guys. Hang on to her because she will love you deep and she will not let go for anything. She is your ride or die. Boom. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd like to think that all of you heard Krista telling you that I am a good person for my my loved ones who misunderstand my personality type sometimes. And not they don't have a good person. Like we are all so close. And so I can joke about it. But I can sometimes be misunderstood as a little more distant or cold because I am so go, go, go. And I am a high achiever. And I'm not necessarily the most open with my emotions immediately. Um, but deep down, 100%. That, that really is, I think, maybe the, the two in me, I would say, more than anything. But I appreciate you telling them. Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> have to share that about threes because people yeah. get a bad rap no matter what type you are. And there's all these mm-hmm. memes that are so unfair about us just making us like into this one little moment that we had that was bad. And yeah. then they're like, that's all you are. So yes, yeah. redeeming right. absolutely right. lots of grace with this. Ooh. Wait, where do you go for, do you have um, like a favorite Instagram or Twitter account for the memes and sort of the Enneagram stuff? And also your own, plug plug your social accounts too. Uh, Michael Shahan Therapy is an amazing Instagram for memes. He is the meme master, Michael Shaham Therapy. And then mine is Enneagram and Marriage. And so I break it down a lot too. Now, if you're somebody who loves the details and you're a type one, I love Enneagram Explained. She breaks everything down. Zuri's questions as a three would want to know and figure it all out exactly. This one has done it for you. So Enneagram Explained, Enneagram and Marriage, and Michael Shahan Therapy. All right. Okay. Good to know. I will be going to follow immediately after this podcast recording. When it comes to compatibility, you know, some of us are searching for our partner. Some of us have found our life partner and now we're trying to navigate the the quirks and and the the little idiosyncrasies that we didn't realize and and the compatibility and the incompatibilities. Um, How does the Enneagram help us in our relationships, in our marriage, in our even friendships or or parent-child dynamics? What is so beautiful about it is that instead of just looking at traits like most personality tests do, where you're like, oh yeah, you're fun and sunshiny and you're melancholy, what we get with the Enneagram is the depth of the why we're the way we are. So when you learn, for instance, that a five is withdrawing because they're really truly afraid, they're in the fear and thinking triad like I am as a seven, five, six, and seven are, but anyone in that triad and that grouping is going to struggle with fear a little bit more than the others. Yeah, fear is human. But when you learn how much your five is struggling with as a five, particularly being overwhelmed with maybe the even the fear of dying, that's their fear. Um, it's, it's disarming for why they're not giving you the attention you want. It all of a sudden takes the attention off of yourself and says, oh my gosh, like my partner grew up in a way that led them to feel like they were so overwhelmed that they were literally dying. So I don't mean to get cryptic, but like that's the cool part of the Enneagram is it helps you to see like if I love a one, if they're being hard on me, I'm learning, oh my gosh, if they're not perfect, they feel like they're bad and they can't live with that because they've never learned that anger was okay. So there's all these little messages at the bottom of each one that when you're in a relationship with somebody, your partner is able to see you at these 
painful places and to be able to say, okay, I get it. I get why you get so mad or why you puff up and brag because you want to be loved or you hide because you're afraid to die. And when you know that, you're just like, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, and you take it less personally too, because you realize it's not a me thing. It's a type insert number here thing. And they're, you know, kind of leaning into the unhealthy versions of their type, as we all do um, at our weakest or unhealthiest. Um, I'd love if you could kind of tap in just a little bit more to the healthy versus unhealthy um, using like a type, for example. I'm just going to throw a number out here. I may or may not know a six. Type six. Let's let's use that to kind of break down the spectrum, because I what I really love about the Enneagram is that it it provides um, something to aspire to, something to work towards. So I could be a type three in the middle of the road. I could be unhealthy and suddenly I can realize, oh, I know this is unhealthy. I can't make excuses for this because I've got it here in black and white that this is what type threes do when they're not at their best or holy crap, that's what I could be at my best. Let me step it up and try to get there and see if I can and can manifest the best attributes of my personality type. Um, so that's what excites me a lot about this, this sort of personality test as opposed to maybe, you know, a Myers-Briggs, which I also love or the other ones. Um, so using type six as an example, we'll break down the spectrum of, of any Enneagram personality from unhealthy to healthiest. Hey, I love it. And it's a great question because at the lowest, somebody can, and I'll start there. Let's end at the happy. I'm a seven. So I want to end on joy. (laughs) But um, as far as a six, at the very lowest, they could correlate with the paranoid personality disorders, the deepest, biggest anxiety disorders and neuroses that you can imagine, totally paralyzed, and also very stuck in the defense mechanism of projection. So like Zuri said, this is a really deep test because it can correlate with the DSM, but instead of labeling yourself with a mental health diagnosis, if you're not quite that uh, in the dregs of despair, then you don't want to be called a paranoid personality disorder, right? You're like, no, I'm a six. Thank you. Um, But if you're in that (laughs) low space, you're probably really... Uh, thinking your partner is doing something to you and you're so paranoid about it, some of that projection may even be coming from things that A, are just off chemically or B, are things you've done to somebody and you're concerned that, of course, I did it, so of course they're going to do it. Um, So it's projecting and now it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're pushing your partner away with all these reactivity bursts. They're like, you're anxious, you're paranoid, you're being so weird, I don't want anything to do with you. And then you're like, see, I knew it. And so that's a six at their worst. You asked. Uh 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 (laughs) And we're all that bad. Trust me. Yeah, we've all got our stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it gets bad. Um, But then in the middle range, what I hear from a lot of sixes is they're looking for somebody to lead them. They're feeling anxious. They're feeling that constant neuroses. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, tell me what to do. So when they come to me for coaching, I'll tell you what, I get messages from my sixes more than any other type through the weeks. They're like, hey, like, can you tell me what to do? And it's just this way they have with looking for an authority figure. So that's fun for them. And when they find their people, they're like, I trust you. I know my tribe. I have my people. I'm caring. We're all here for each other. It's fairly healthy, but they're not Mm -hmm. really yet learning how to listen and to balance their own head, heart, body, to, to balance their instincts. So when you can get to that healthy stage of six, you're already past the fear and you're in action. You are encouraged now. And that is your virtue as a six is picking it up and doing it. And 
once you're in the courage, there is no more fear. And it's so cool because now, like I said, with that analogy of the woman on the plane, you're the most courageous of all. And if anything goes wrong on that plane, you've been a troubleshooter and you know what to do. So you're mm-hmm. saving the day. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I lo- Oh God, I just get so excited about this spectrum. Um, that's, that's a really great breakdown. Thank you. Um, so for those who are like, okay, this is all fascinating. Oh, I think this resonates or I, I, uh, that one, not so much, or that sounds like my husband or my wife or whatever. How do we figure out what our Enneagram type is? Where do you recommend we go for, you know, the official quiz or test or, you know, whatever it takes to, to figure it out? Yes. Well, if you are a total Enneagram junkie and you're like, I go to the depths, then I recommend you go to typing into Google true self Enneagram. That will give you a breakdown of not only your your premier or your main type, but it will also give you the type in the other two groupings. Like, hey, here's your head type, but here's your heart type and here's your body type. So that will give you the depths. If you want to know in general, what is my type? Go to my site, Enneagram and Marriage, because I have get that question constantly. And so I have a, a label right at the top of the menu that says how to find our types. And what I've done instead of giving you a test is I've given you several different statements for you to answer. This is how I feel safe. This is the way I love to give and receive love. And it's all framed in relationships. So I've given you five or six different small charts and it'll only take you about five minutes. Now, of course, I want you to do some soul searching in between all of that because any test you take isn't quite as good as you really reading about each type and getting to know it. You can listen to my podcast, Enneagram and Marriage. There are a bunch of great podcasts out there. Suzanne Stabile has a wonderful book she wrote with Ian Cron out there. So that is a really great book to pick up if you're thinking, oh my gosh, like I totally want to read so much more. There's just a myriad of information out there. Anyway, look for the type where you're like, I love it, but I'm also like, wow, this is hard to read. Okay. Got it. That's great stuff. Um, you have the Enneagram glow process. What is that exactly? It's a really cool concept. Oh, thank you. So I started to really notice that when couples are on their own, they're doing great things and they're individuals. But what I really have noticed over these years is that not only do certain pairings, I see them over and over again, like say a two and a five, a two and a five, a two and a five. There's these commonalities, but now it's not just one plus one equals two. There's this synergy that occurs. And now you have the strengths of the two as well as the strengths of the five. And it's like this beautiful new glow together. So I call that one Sparks Fly and I have 45 different pairing names because what's so beautiful is that every type can do amazing things with all the different types. And so people are always like, which ones are compatible? I'm like, all of them. The more healthy you are, the cool things you can do are different with each type, but you can do cool things with each type. So uh, there are beautiful different glows we can just shine together. And my process is to help couples see that when you first get together, it's like we're all happy and shiny and we're like, oh my gosh, like I've started to like, you know, swim and he's got me like, I can't believe it. We have this junior Olympic pool and we're just having so much fun. And I used to hate swimming and all your friends are like, girl, you never worked out. Um, right. <laughs> and no. And then he's like, oh my gosh. Like his friends are like, I thought you were coming to the fantasy football thing. And he's just like, no, she's got me, you know? And so yeah. there's this shiny moment. And then all of a sudden you're even doing the next step, which is like you're healing together. So you're mm. like, oh my gosh, like I was a nine and I never had my voice. And you just helped me to get that job. And maybe I helped you to see your worth as a three 
and that you don't need to perform to earn love. There's no earning. You're already amazing. And so there's this shine space. But what starts to happen after that is after time, and like you said, it can happen early, um, but yeah. it can happen later too. Sometimes that honeymoon season can go on up to five years. And when that happens, it's called, I call that the shadow time where you start to see the undercurrents and you're like, okay, we can't maintain the perfection for each other anymore. Here's my stuff. And it's mm. hard stuff because we all have stuff. We all have these coping styles that have kind of, we've limped along with them. And now there's two of us limping along together in very crooked ways that don't quite work. So at that point, I like to have couples really dig down and do their work. If they don't, I call the next stage total darkness because mm. it's like the absence of light. And it's at that point that sometimes you just break up. You're like, we're no good together or we're going to seek a divorce or maybe we're going to try some intensive work. But I love for you to get the work in the shadows. Anyway, after that time is an immersion of your own work. And I thought that was a really important point for this podcast tonight is, you know, people need to know that doing your own work is a huge part of the whole Enneagram journey. Not just yes. like, Hey, here's my partner. And especially cause some partners are like, I don't want to do my work until I see you showing me it's even worth it. Like one more personality mm. test, one more book. Right. But when you start immersing yourself and finding out, like Zuri said, like, here's my process, high to low, what I look like, you might've before thought you were the coolest thing in the world because you're like, all I do is work and I'm perfect. And then you find out you're a one and you're like, Oh no, that's not good. You know, people do that. We're so silly where we're like, I'm so yeah. fun. But then we're like, Oh, that's not me at my best. And so then when you say that, to your partner they're like I told you like all along I told you and so they yeah. love it then they're in and they're like oh my gosh and now you're both immersing in your work and so on the other side of that is your glow 2.0 you guys are rising up you're shining brighter than ever it's depths and now you have this new gift that neither of you was before and it's super deep and you have more compassion for yourself and them and then it's the afterglow it's like how do we maintain this of course there's going to be ups and downs but how do we have adventures how do we help the world so it's pretty cool Wow. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you forever, but I can't hold you hostage for much longer. So if people want to reach out to you, want to find you, I know you, you, um, talked about it a little bit, but just to remind us where can we go? Um, and also the podcast, what day are new episodes dropping? Yes. Every Monday morning. So you can start your week out with me. I try to add a lot of joy, but also depth because I have to learn sobriety as a seven. And so we go deep, but we have fun. And you can also, as I said, visit me at Enneagram and Marriage com. I do a lot of my research at the Instagram Enneagram and Marriage, and I've just graduated my first class of Enneagram students. So now I have 12 other Enneagram and Marriage experts out there with me. I'm super excited. Oh, that's awesome. Krista, thank you so much. This was a fascinating conversation. I have so much more work and, and digging and research to do now, and I'm excited uh, to do it because of you. So thank you for sharing your expertise with us today. Gosh, thank you for sharing your amazing three gift, girl. You've got it going on. Yay! Hi. Happy. Yes. All right. Tell me the truth. Are you obsessed now? Are you? I'm telling you, y'all, please, 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 please just go. If you haven't taken the test yet, do the Enneagram test. One, 
is from the Enneagram Institute. I assume, I'm not sure if this is actually true, but that this is like the official dishal, we made the Enneagram energy vibes. That's not true, probably, but it's super official. So the Enneagram Institute, their website is enneagraminstitute.com and you can go there to take the test and dive in. So that's the first test that I took. It's called the Riso Hudson Enneagram Type Indicator or the Ready, R-H-E-T-I test. Um, and that's the first one that I took. It's super in-depth, uh, really by the book, and I would highly recommend it. You can also read the nine type descriptions there. And then a fun one um, that's a little bit more interactive and, and light is by Truity. They do uh, a lot of different personality tests. That's T-R-U-I-T-Y dot com. And you can do their Enneagram test. Allegedly, they say 1.16 million people have taken personality tests on their site in the last 30 days. And I have definitely taken plenty of personality tests on Truity, uh, particularly Enneagram and Myers-Briggs. So check it out. I hope you like it. Let me know what types you are. Slide in my DMs. Let me know. I, I'm super curious. And thank you again to Krista for joining me on this week's episode. My inner nerd was geeking out the entire time. Such a fascinating conversation. I have so much more I want to ask her. Uh, and don't forget, you can listen to her podcast if you want more. So stay tuned, y'all. More episodes coming every Monday. Make sure you hit follow if you're on Apple Podcasts. They recently changed the the format, the layout, the whatever you call it. So if you want to make sure you get notified when we have a new episode, hit follow. Used to be subscribe, okay? And if you're loving, tell us. Words of affirmation keep Team Hot Happy Mess going. So leave us the review, baby. In fact, here's a review from a lovely listener at GreenLVR22. I feel like it's Green Lover Tutu says, so real, so relatable. I love hearing Zuri talk and get real with real life things. And the fact that she is all about inviting others on to share their experiences. Zuri is so relatable and is not here to sugarcoat things. I'm so happy that these podcasts exist. Literally, this is the first podcast that I have made an effort to begin listening to and have access to it here on iTunes and Spotify on my Android phone downloaded just to listen. Thank you, Zuri. No, thank you, Green. Green Lover 22, because I know it's real. When you go out of your way on an Android phone to make the downloads happen necessary to listen to Hot Happy Mess. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And if you listening would like to support me, support what we're doing here on the show, you can do it by leaving a quick review on iTunes. It's free, it's easy, and it's a way to support us so we can keep growing to infinity and beyond, okay? So just go to Apple Podcasts, type in Zuri Hall or Hot Happy Mess, scroll down and write your review. Send this episode to a friend if you liked it. You should text him right now and be like, girl or guy, <laughs> listen to the episode and they will enjoy it. They can figure out what their personality type is and then you guys can compare notes. It's going to be great. In the meantime, follow me on Instagram at Zuri Hall and at Hot Happy Mess. And I will talk to you next Monday. Bye. Bye. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu.
In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.